Welcome to the Transmission Podcast, hosted by Leading Empowerment and Transmission Authority, Dr. Sylvia Fortchap Likambi, and bringing you inspirational and life-changing content on personal development, leadership, health and well-being, relationships, and entrepreneurships aim at empowering you to unleash and maximize your full potential and live a purposeful, healthy, and successful life. This podcast is designed to transform listeners' minds and unveil purpose so that these amazing listeners do not conform to societal norms and limitations, but are transformed through the renewal of their minds. In today's episode, I will be talking about my journey, my journey to where I am today, my journey to bringing you this transformational podcast. I am the wonderful, inspiring Dr. Sylvia for Chapley Kambi, and I welcome you to the first episode of the Transformation Podcast. My journey, the power of vision will be the title for this, even though it's entitled My Journey, because I am here today as a result of vision. I am who I am today as a result of vision. Vision is seeing the end at the very beginning. Vision is an internalized mental picture of your ideal life of your preferred life. Vision is an internalized mental picture of your purpose. And I'm here today as a result of my purpose. I had a clear mental image of my purpose, of the reason why I was born and placed on earth. Vision is being able to see beyond the physical barriers of the eyes and start planning and preparing for what you saw beyond the physical barriers of the eyes. Vision is our ability to break down barriers where they are present. The barriers of our past, present, our conditions, circumstances, and reality. When those barriers cannot be broken, vision is our inherent ability to see beyond those barriers. Now, as a seven-year-old girl, back in the beautiful nation of Cameroon in the west of Africa, I dreamed to become a doctor. Precisely, I dreamed to become a gynecologist. I had a vision to one day become a gynecologist, study in Italy and settle in the United Kingdom. Why? I was inspired by a gynecologist in my neighborhood. He was an outstanding gynecologist. He studied in Italy and I thought if you had to become an outstanding gynecologist, Then you had to study in Italy. Italy was the zero. Never mind the mindset of a seven-year-old girl. Then the reason why I wanted to settle in the United Kingdom is because 
I come from Cameroon, as I said before, I'm British Cameroonian. Cameroon is a bilingual nation. I'm from the English-speaking region of Cameroon. And I wanted to settle in a nation where English was the first language. I didn't want to bring up my children in a nation where English was not the first language. At a tender age of seven, I had this vision. It was clear. It was decisive. It didn't matter to me whether my dad, my parents, would have what it takes to ensure that I fly over to Italy from Cameroon and study there. That was not my concern. That was not my problem. I didn't even think then that you need a visa. There were some barriers that I had to overcome in order to study in Italy. Again, this was not my concern. All I was concerned about is my vision. It's my dream. And I knew whatever I could dream, I could achieve. My amazing dad has always told me that whatever you believed in, you could achieve. So, this guided my every action, my decisions. I could not live a certain lifestyle. My vision brought me clarity. My vision gave me direction. I had to study hard. I had to be devoted. I couldn't get involved in some kind of, you know, friendship, relationships. I couldn't drink alcohol, become whatever it is, get into drug and all of that. I had focus on clarity, the power of vision. It creates clarity. It gives you direction. It creates focus and discipline. I was disciplined. I was focused. I had a clear direction and I worked hard until the moment came when it was time for me to go to university after my A-levels results. And off I went to the capital of Cameroon where I could study the Italian language because you needed to study the language before you could travel to Italy. And of course, there was an examination to take to ensure that you could speak Italian well, you could also write and read Italian well before you could actually proceed with your applications to be able to study in Italy. And off I went. I was to live with my elder sister and her husband and study the language. Did everything go so easily as I had envisaged? Obviously, no. We studied the language, I think it was for six months, once a week. And by the end of these six months, we were ready to take an examination. In the year which I was actually supposed to take the examination, the criteria have been changed, the standards have been raised higher than before. You had to score more than average to be able to make it so that you could have an opportunity to study in Italy in a university of your choice. And we had two different classes or sessions, one for the Anglophone Cameroonians in the capital of Cameroon and one for the Francophones 
Then you had some other students who studied in the economic capital, Douala. The reason for this is because Italian is a Neo-Latin language and French is also a Neo-Latin language. So it's far more easier for the Francophone Cameroonians to study, understand Italian than it is for the Anglophone or the English-speaking Cameroonians. Hence, there was this distinction. And then, after the six months, we took the examination, which was a decisive moment. And guess what? The results were out. Until then, I'd never failed an examination in my life. I was an outstanding student. I've always been an outstanding student. If I wanted to do extremely well, I did extremely well. Of course, I always wanted to do extremely well. Sometimes was I distracted? Yes, but I still did well. So I'd never failed an examination in my life, but guess what? When the results came out, Sylvia didn't make it. This meant Sylvia's dream of studying in Italy, of becoming a gynecologist in Italy, had to come to an end. You know what? Vision is kind of living a reality that you've seen in your mind. You could feel it, you could touch it, you could experience it. By then I was 19, which means I'd lived with this dream from the age of seven till 19. It was so alive. It was my reality. I could feel it and I was not ready to back off because I was told I failed an examination. When I spoke Italian very well, I was one of the best students in my class. I love to be humble to say that. I could dare to say the best student. I spoke Italian language already. My teacher loved me as well as the others who were outstanding in my class. But everyone in my class failed, including me. Yes, as I told you, the bar has been raised higher. Is that an excuse? Absolutely no. If others could make it, why could I not make it? If I'm telling you I've never failed an examination, how come I couldn't make it? What did I do? I wasn't ready to give up. My dream was so powerful. It's become my reality. It's become a part of my being, of my very essence. I wasn't going to introduce a new Sylvia to my parents, to my dad. I wasn't going to call and tell him immediately that I failed the examination and that's it, daddy, I can no longer go to Italy. You were ready to sacrifice for me to go to Italy, but I'm sorry, I messed up. I wasn't ready. I told my elder sister I had another plan. I had another agenda because I've seen this so clearly. This was my reality. My reality was not what was presented in front of me. Remember, vision is seen beyond the physical barriers of the eyes. The physical barriers of the eyes could see the results of the Italian language uh, examination I took. And it said you failed. You couldn't proceed to seek admission and hence study in Italy. My vision saw beyond that. I was going to call and speak to the ambassador, the Italian ambassador for Cameroon. I was never going to call the Italian embassy. Why? I knew I was only a little 19-year-old girl. They would not give me access to the Italian ambassador. They would ask me why. 
and who am I to change the course of a national examination that always been done that way and the results were final. I was going to call the ambassador's home. Did I have his number? No. This means, or this meant, I had to search for his number. I got the telephone directory. I told my elder sister I was going to call the ambassador. I wasn't asking for her opinion because maybe, and obviously, she would have told me, Sylvia, come on, just let go. They wouldn't even listen to you. I was simply telling her because I was going to use her phone number. So it was out of respect and courtesy. I had to make this call. I took the phone directory, got the number, and I called the ambassador. In this powerful phone call, life-changing phone call, the phone rang, and on the other side, someone picked it up. I heard a female voice, hello. And I responded, hello. Buona sera. I spoke in Italian. Good evening. She responded, Buona sera. I introduced myself, who I was, who I was calling. And she went further to know more about the reason for my call. All of this conversation was in Italian. Pure, undiluted Italian. I explained to her how the new system made all of us, the Anglophones, had failed the examination. Yet, we spoke Italian very well. And I was speaking to her in Italian. I was the best student in my class. We had other incredible students and none of us made it. And I was making a request. If they could give us another chance, yes, a second chance. And this time, they could do whatever they wanted. But I actually requested to include an oral examination so they could test our ability to speak the Italian language. She got my request and she made a request. She asked me to put down everything I've just told her in writing and take it to the embassy when her husband, the ambassador, gets back home, she was gonna tell him about my call and he would be expecting my letter in the embassy. I was super excited, I thanked her. She complimented me or congratulated me for speaking Italian so well. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. That's why I'm asking for a second chance. Not only for myself, but for many of my friends who did not make it, yet they spoke great Italian. I called my friends in excitement. Immediately I hung up that call, told them about the great news we arranged to meet the next day. I called my teacher, Swore Paola. Swore means Swara, Reverend Sister. She was a Reverend Sister. She was so excited because she was devastated. No one in her class made it. Her best students did not make it. I asked her if she was willing to endorse the letter once it's been written. Of course, she was willing to do that. She was excited and honored to do that. I couldn't wait for the next day. I called my friends. We met together. We drafted a letter, put everything down. It's rather unfortunate that I didn't keep a copy of that letter. I can't remember the content, but I guess we're requesting, as I had spoken with the ambassador's wife, a second chance, an oral examination, besides another written examination. 
we took this letter the next day we went to Swa Paola's house our teacher she was so excited to see us I think she was in the convent we went there she welcomed us she endorsed the letter went through and gave me back the letter I was ready to take this letter to the Italian embassy the next day took it handed it to the cultural attaché let them know that I'd come to hand a letter I've been told to bring for the ambassador now there was not enough time as those who already made the examinations were getting ready to travel to Italy the admissions were being sent to their various universities of choice they were preparing the bank statements flight tickets to travel to begin their dream in a new country while all those other anglophones who had failed had given up their dreams of going to Italy and studied. I guess some of them have started looking for other alternatives and options, but I was not ready to give up. Why? I had a vision. I had a dream at the tender age of seven that I was going to study in Italy. I was going to settle in the United Kingdom once I finished with my studies. My dream was alive. My dream was my reality. I wasn't going to back off. I wasn't going to go for a plan B. One week after the letter was handed, a convocation was made, a call was made. A national call, not only for those in Yaoundé, in the capital of Cameroon, but everyone who had taken the examinations, specifically the Anglophones who had not made it, I guess those who made it beyond the average, because they didn't call everyone, of course, those who must have passed. I don't know how they did that, but of, co of course, everyone was called. Someone to the embassy, the Italian embassy of Cameroon in Yaoundé, for another opportunity, for another chance, for an oral examination. The power of vision, 19 year old girl, who would not say no to the reality, whose vision created a powerful conviction within her that whatever you dream and saw in your mind, whatever your mind could conceive and believe, you could achieve. Whose vision ensured that she wouldn't give up like others did. And she gave opportunity or opportunities to many more Cameroonians went to the embassy an oral test was given and that was it the results were given immediately and of course I made it and that was it I was so excited I wasn't interested about telling any of the other people I was behind this it didn't matter my goal was to lead the way my goal was to become all that I've dreamed to become. And of course, when you have a vision, your vision is far bigger than you. It's meant for others. Others had to benefit from that vision. And I didn't tell anyone. I never spoke about this. Many of those Cameroonians who had that second chance to make their dreams become a reality did not even know who was behind this. I left. And the first time I ever spoke about this, was in an HSBC conference, a leadership conference. We were organizing in partnership with the HSBC for their 
small and medium-sized businesses and I spoke on the power of vision. For the first time in my life, I felt the urge to tell this story. Maybe it was time to be made known. Maybe it was meant to inspire and encourage someone who's giving up on their dreams, on their vision. To step back on track, to go back to that vision. And maybe that's why I'm sharing my journey with you as the first episode of the Transformation Podcast. I come to transform your minds, to unveil your purpose, unveil your vision. Do not settle for the norm. Do not settle for the reality. Do not settle for no. Yes, that was the reality. I was told I failed, but my vision was far bigger than the reality. Your vision is not of this world. It's in the mind. It's a mental picture. You realize it when you take it off your mind and write it down and make it concrete. That's what I did. And I want to inspire you right now as you listen to this. What is it you've settled for? What's that dream of yours you've given up on? Because someone told you, maybe you cannot achieve it. You cannot have that life that you desire. Let me tell you this. If you desire it, then you can have it. Desire is a force, it's an energy that I believe God places in us to guide us towards the things, the greatness that we are called to have and become so we don't settle for any less. If you conceive it, you can give birth to it. Yes. Whatever the mind of mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Even in the Holy Bible, it says, if only you believe, you could say to this mountain, be moved, and it will be moved. What's your dream? What's your vision? What are those beliefs that you used to hold? They are current challenges, circumstances, condition, maybe your health, your financial status have made you give up on those dreams. I come to stir up that desire within you again. I come to stir up that vision. I come to bring it alive again. I come to remind you everything is possible and anything is possible. You are a creator. You are created in the image of the divine. You are a creator. You don't expect anyone to pave the way to create that life for you. Yes, people might not have been able to create that way to go to that destination. You are the first. In the history of my country, there's never been any oral lessons or examination, you know, to go to Italy until I stepped in as a visionary, as a leader to pave the way based on what I believed. I had seen myself in Italy. I had seen myself living in Italy, speaking the language, studying there and becoming all that I dreamed of becoming. My vision was driving me. I was vision driven, not reality driven. I was driven by my vision and not my sight. Today, I come 
to inspire, encourage you. May you be driven by your vision and not your sight. What do you see? What can you see? You can only go as far as you can see. Here is Dr. Sylvia. Fortune become me, your transformation friend and dog. And here is the transformation podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I hope you're inspired by my journey. I'll continue with the next part of my journey in the next episode. Thank you. I hope you can subscribe to the channel so you can get all the inspirational and life-transforming contents to transform your mind, inspire you to become your best self and live a purposeful and fulfilled life. Thank you.